May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you, and good morning to all of you online. I thought I would start our sermon off this morning by telling you of something that was fun to do in a town that I used to live in. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming, being the destination place in it, uh, for travel that it was, one of the things that was fun is celebrity sightings. And I actually, in the 10 years that I lived there, I could actually tell you several different stories of celebrities that just happened to be coming through town. But there were, I'll just choose one of those. Uh, the movie, if you have seen it, Django Unchained. It's a Quentin Tarantino film, which actually uh, Jamie Foxx and Leonardo DiCaprio as well as others starred in and they filmed one of the scenes in Jackson Hole which had a film crew in town for about three months and they were staying in town at a place called Snow King which is a local hotel and resort there if you've ever been there and there was one night I had a buddy that was a bartender that worked in the bar there at Snow King and I got a text from him that said you have to get down here DiCaprio and Jamie Foxx and Quentin Tarantino are all here hanging out with everybody that's here. And to make it even better, they're having such a good time that Tarantino said, you know what, drinks are on me. So you can imagine the celebrity of those three and probably other actors being there as well as free drinks. Word was going out like crazy like wildfire on social media and texting. And I, I bet all 10,000 locals that call that place home were trying to get in there that night. Well, it is that type of celebrity sighting. We actually have one of those similar in our Gospel of John that Father Joe read just a moment ago. We have the, the wild and woolly man himself, John the Baptist. And we see that he has come on the scene into the wilderness and that he is baptizing in a new way, a different way that they have never seen before. And he brought with him a message and that message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is near he was he was gaining popularity and a reputation with the these things that we are that he was doing as well as we borrow from the gospel of mark from last week and we hear he's he's in he's his celebrity appearance he's in his goat hair or a camel hair tunic as well as having a little remnant of uh, insects from his dinner on his beard. I mean, he, he brought with him both an appearance and practice and, and just people, what is he doing? Well, that investigation caught, caught word and that reputation caught word with the Pharisees and they actually sent the Levites and the priests to investigate further. Just who is this John the Baptist? And my hope for us today in prayer would be that from the testimony of John the Baptist that we have in front of us, we would see that in John the Baptist's life, and we have to keep in mind contextually, John that wrote the book, the Gospel of John, is using this testimony of John the Baptist to show these things, how God was moving. Who God is and who John the Baptist was in light of that. Secondly, that freed John up 
to show to be able to answer and to know who he was not because of his relationship with Christ. And finally, we see that from John's testimony that John the Baptist knew his purpose in his identity, what, what God would, would do with him in this life. So let us look at that testimony now of John the Baptist. As we see from some of the words from, from the text that John the Baptist actually says that I am not even worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. And as we know elsewhere in the Gospel of John, we see the scene of Jesus during Holy Week washing his disciples' feet. The king and the master of all stepping into the role of servant to wash the disciples' feet. And we hear here that John the Baptist recognizes, he doesn't just say, well, hand me the towel and I'll wash his feet. We, he recognizes his place the, place, the place of the Lord and the master, as well as John's role, his humble role as a servant there. And as it works out, he says, I am unworthy to even be his servant, to be the one that would actually wash his feet. What this is showing us is that John the Baptist recognizes the one who he is preparing the way for. The one who stepped out of the Lord and Lords and the King, King of Kings that would step out of the heavenly realm and walk with us. And John recognizes how worthy and righteous our Lord and Savior is. And then what, and it, he recognizes his own unworthiness and his own unrighteousness and that God would come and make him worthy. You see, he recognizes a right relationship with Christ, a personal and intimate relationship with Christ and how it shows him who he was and who he now is from that relationship. Well, from there, it, from, it frees him up to see who he is not, as we see in his testimony. Those that would come to investigate John the Baptist and this reputation that was growing with him would first ask him, well, are you actually, you're talking about a, the kingdom of heaven coming near. Are you actually the Messiah? the promised and prophesied Christ. And John the Baptist says, he doesn't just deny it, he emphatically confesses, I am not the Christ. I am not the Messiah. Well, they, they have further investigation into, well, who are you then if you are not the Messiah? Are you the prophet Elijah? That old prophecy said would, would come before, when the actual Messiah would come, Elijah would come back on the scene. Once again, John the Baptist says, no, I am not Elijah. And finally, those investigating John the Baptist ask him one more question. Well, if you're not those two, are you the prophet that it spoke of in Deuteronomy that would come and say there is one coming behind you, the, the promised Messiah and Lord? And he says, no, that is not me. You see, from that relationship with God and knowing who God was and then actually knowing who John the Baptist was from what God had revealed to him, that gave him a freedom to say, no, I am not these things. And that led way to him knowing who he actually was. As we hear from the testimony, I am a voice in the wilderness that calls out, prepare the way for the Lord. 
And I am using the things of, that are right in front of me. I use the water right here from the Jordan River, what is ordinary and in front of me, to proclaim, to prepare the way for the Lord. You see, he found an identity. And we look at him as a great, one of the great hierarchy, one of the big major varsity players as in the line of Christianity. But look at his humble gospel response. He said, there is one that I cannot even tie the throng of his sandals. He knew the relationship with God. He knew and had the freedom to say who he was not. And then he knew his role because of the grace of God in his life. Well, you may be thinking, that's all good and great for John the Baptist. What does it have to do for me? Well, on this third Sunday of Advent, as we prepare for that feast of the incarnation where Jesus came as that baby and would grow up to die on the cross and to redeem us all by his resurrection, as we continue to prepare and wait, my prayer would and hope is that as looking at what happened in the life of John the Baptist, that you would also recognize that that continues to happen in your life, in the here and now. Indeed, God comes to you both in the word, in the prayers, and in the sacrament via the Holy, Holy Spirit even now. Do you know who God is? God's how good he is, his love, his mercy, and his grace for you. And do you realize who you are because of that? You are his beloved child in which he took your old identity and put that to death and gave you a complete new identity. And you continue to grow and be transformed into that identity in the here and now and every day. As we await and remember the first advent of the coming of Christ, and as indeed as we look to that future advent, well, he will come again. But we also remember because of our relationship with God, who he is and who we are in light of that. You see, just like John the Baptist, that frees us up to know who we are not. Here's it, as, as he said, I am not the Christ, I am not the the prophet, either one, we sometimes have the feeling that we need to be God. An example for us, as, as it will probably come for all of us, is we might have one day a loved one in a hospital room, whether that be one of our own children, a family member, or even a significant other, that time may come where we find that they are on their deathbed. And we all our hearts will come up within us where we have the temptation to actually be God. But by our relationship with God, we are free. And when, when we are in that situation with a loved one there in the, in the bed, maybe closing their eyes in this, in this world as they are on their way to heaven, we so much probably have that prayer we have all prayed, Lord, take me and not them with the temptation of wanting to be God. But by our relationship with God, with God, just as in the testimony of John the Baptist, we are freed from being God. 
And we have the promise that God meets us in all of those circumstances. And how easy it is that through our relationship with God, we know how easy it is to proclaim with our lips that he is our Lord and Savior. But as we grow into being disciples of him and mature in our faith, we are free from actually being God. And our hearts have to learn this lesson all the time. I am not God and he is God, but look at how it frees you, just like it did to John the Baptist to actually know who you are because of your relationship with God and because of his grace. As John the Baptist said, I am just a voice in the wilderness saying, prepare the way for the one, the Lord and Savior who comes into the world. I would pray. And I hope you hear this morning and are encouraged by that testimony of John the Baptist that you know who he is and the work he has done and continues to do in your life, growing you into the image of him. And that you realize you don't have to be God, but you realize who you are in light of how God continues to come to you. I would pray that God, just like he did with John the Baptist by his grace, grows your celebrity. And I don't just mean your popularity as we think of celebrity, but may the voice that you have, that God has given you, just like John the Baptist, grow inside of you. And as your heart continues to be transformed by his grace and love, may the life that you live be, be a light to the darkness in the world. May you indeed in this season of life be one just like John the Baptist that calls out and is a witness and a testimony to the light that is coming into the world. May you continue to be transformed just as John the Baptist was. And as your celebrity grows, may your witness not, be, not make you famous, but make the name of the Lord famous. And maybe you'll find yourself one day being that one that says, prepare the way for the Lord as we find ourselves in this season of Advent. Maybe however you share that with everything that is available to you, may that may be used in somebody's heart that their relationship with the Lord begins and continues to grow. Be encouraged by the testimony of John the Baptist and all praise, honor, and glory be that his testimony shows the one who makes it all possible, the one who came out of heaven and stepped into the world. May he meet you in your preparedness and your waiting as he comes to us in the beginning, in the here and now, and in that glorious future. Amen.